I'm Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Today we're going to give you seven key facts about the history and origins of jazz. Seven? Can we do maybe like 21 sometime or like 57? (laughs) Why do we always got to do seven, man? Well, this is actually from a user question who specifically asked for seven. So we've got an excuse now for doing seven. Let's hear it. (laughs) And this is going to be, yeah, this might get into one of our heavier episodes in a way because, you know, the histories and origins (laughs) of jazz. We're not going to be able to do too much joke. We'll find a way. So this right? is like a very special episode of very Family special Matters. Time, right. <laughs> PBS. This is the NPR PBS kind That's of. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So let's listen to the question from our buddy Mark out in Western Canada, Vancouver. Hi, Peter and Adam. Thank you for answering my question about playing in all 12 keys. And Adam, you were correct. My accent is from Western Canada for Vancouver. And my second question is, what are seven key facts people should know about the origins and the history of jazz music. Thanks. All right, thanks, Mark. That's a great question. And we have, I think, seven uh, things that you could call key factors um, for the history of jazz. Pete, you want to kick it off? Yeah. Okay, so the, I think the most important place to start is that the music originated in New Orleans. So that's the history and the origins of the music. Mm. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of influences and, you know, New Orleans was kind of the perfect place for this music to be birthed because, you know, it was like a very special place and time I mean, it's still a very special place, but especially kind of, you know, the period of the late 1800s to the early 1900s, you had um, a number of different cultures for, from around the world um, for that you know, time period where travel was much more difficult. I mean, now you can say, well, you go to New York City in two blocks, you got a lot of different people. But in terms of, especially in the Deep South, you had a lot of different kinds of people um, in one place, and there was a certain amount of exchange of cultural information, and there was also a certain amount of, um, it was one of the only places in the United States where African slaves were allowed at least a little bit to perform and to uh, present some of the musical um, traditions and songs and, and, and cultural things that they had brought from Africa. That was stamped out in a lot of places. That's right. Um, in New Orleans. And look, we're not historians here, so I don't want to overstep. Like, that's about as much as I know about <laughs> it. Uh, but I've been to Congo Square, and I know a little bit about that history. And, you know, the, the things were allowed to keep going, and those became the, really the pillars of which this music developed. So I think that that's kind of why it was in New Orleans. And, of course, the music has gone well and quickly went well beyond there. And there were certainly influences, you know, from St. Louis with the ragtime thing from Chicago, mm-hmm. um, from the blues, from that, um, from the Delta blues That's things. Right. But they all kind of led, there was a lot of things with the riverboats being so important for transportation at the time and, um, and, and goods and, and people and everything moving around. New Orleans was kind of geographically in a prime location. Yeah, it all starts with New Orleans. I mean, the, the term melting pot gets thrown around a lot, but that was truly... A melting pot, and it still is. If you are a jazz fan and you've not been to New Orleans, you're make not a fan, that, actually. <laughs> yeah, We're make, stripping you of your fandom. <laughs> that's right. That's right. No, put it put it high on your list of your yep. next places to go. It doesn't have to be during Jazz Fest or Mardi Gras or anything like that. Just go and experience a culture that is so steeped in this music that uh, it just you feel as a fan you feel so happy every second you're there and so connected with it. Yeah, it's a it's an amazing place. It still is an amazing place. Yeah, I mean it's like going to you know classical music. It's probably a little more complicated to isolate one place because of, it was 
earlier time when you people yeah. couldn't travel around. People but say if you Vienna, go to Vienna, maybe, yeah, yeah, if you go to Vienna, you I was just thinking of the feeling you're saying in New Orleans where you can go to you know, like Louis Armstrong's house and right. go on Bourbon Street and all these different things, Rampart Street. Uh, like in Vienna, you can go to you know where Beethoven worked on this symphony and and Mozart and, and actually did Beethoven ever was he in Vienna? I don't even know. I, I know Mozart like, was. I think he was. Yeah. yeah. But also, you know, uh, for not a huge city. I mean, obviously, the music scene down there is so killing. Like, yeah. there's so many great players that are just local cats down there right. that sound awesome. And the f- everybody, we've talked about this before, everybody down there feels amazing. They have this feel yeah. that is hard to get outside that city. People just, even not that aren't musicians, are very connected and knowledgeable about uh, music. I mean, even kind of ignorant type people, like, kind of <laughs> really, there's a certain rhythm there that everybody gets yeah. that's very unique. Yeah, it's, it's ingrained in the entire culture. It's really, really... A special experience. Yep. Um, so that brings us to number two. And this is uh, seven key facts, again, about the history of this music. And there's really no getting around this at all. This is one of the most important parts about this music. And that this is a black American music. You know, when, when I've talked about this in, you know, sometimes delicate conversations, um, jazz is, is a music that, you know, the contributions of white musicians, of Hispanic musicians, of Asian American musicians, of all cultures has added so much to this music, but there would be no jazz without African Americans. It's, right. it's just how it is. This is, this is a black American music first. It, it's been pioneered by some of the most amazing uh, black American artists that have ever lived. And, um, you know, we all are lucky uh, that we get to experience this music uh, that came out of that place from those people. Yeah, and I think it, it, and as, as much that goes along with that is it's from the black American experience, the That's African right. American experience of a specific time in history that led up to something. And not just about, you know, I mean, it's very easy to say, well, the oppression of slavery led to these emotions and to the blues, and it's really not as simple as that, I don't think. Um, but it would be more along the lines of the entire cultural experience of what it is to be an African-American person and how that relates to the greater you know, goals of, of the United States and the imperfect nation and all these different things that are very interesting and, and, and complex. And, you know, in 10 minutes, we definitely, thank definitely. God, we don't have time to get into <laughs> yeah, it. Know, but I, I mean, just to say that the, the African-American experience without that, there would be no jazz. And um, so it's something that, you know, Nicholas Payton, who's been a, a friend of mine and, and colleague for, for many years, and is one of those musicians that I met early on in New Orleans that I'm so lucky and blessed and all that stuff to be able to uh, be around him and his music, but also like his intellect and understanding of this whole, you know, and he coined this, I don't know if he coined it the BAM, Black American Music, but kind of putting it in the current context versus the name of jazz and it being kind of a better um, nom, um, name really for what the music is. And there's a whole debate with that. But I mean, like he really has a, a very deep understanding of, of how this works and has lived in, and he's from new Orleans, you know? So it's, it's a very interesting thing, but, but yeah, it's, I, I find it interesting how bristly people get around this topic. Like, are you, were you kidding me? I don't know like, why. I yeah. Mean, it's like, it's so obvious. Well, and it's, I'm gonna, you know why? Cause it's just racism. That's basically. true. That's because true. if, I mean, no one has a problem with saying that classical music is European classical, yeah, totally. music, you know, or, yeah. or, European, you know, whatever. And I mean, ultimately, these are all labels, but that's where the music came from. And I mean, does that mean that only, you know, fair-skinned Europeans can play the music? Obviously not, because there's many that don't. And it's the same thing with jazz. So, I mean, it's just, you know, it's a silly thing. And once you understand and can play the music or can listen to the music. And I, you know what? I think this is more of a player's problem 
most people that listen, I've never heard like just your average fan or listener or something saying, is this black music or what? Yeah. Like they don't really care. I mean, you know, if you think about any kind of music that you listen to, um, it, it, you don't, you know, even like with reggae or something, would somebody have a problem that they're like, this is music, Jamaican, African music or what? I, and I don't even know what they call it, but I mean, obviously it's from there and from that experience. Yeah, yeah. Can you be from Vancouver and play it? Absolutely. I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, your listener doesn't have a problem with this. I don't know why we get caught, caught up with that. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting thing. Okay, so that takes us to number four, and um, as far as key facts about the history and, and the origins, and I would say just the current state of jazz, and I would say that you know the outsized role that women have played in the development and origin of this music is actually a key fact, and it's a key fact that's gotten um, you know incorrectly reported, and we need to do a lot more work on really fixing this. Um, women from the very beginning have been instrumental in this music. And I, I think that, you know, uh, if you look at the history books and the musicians, I think we need to do more as players to educate the listeners because the listeners only know kind of what we see and, you know, what comes out in terms of recordings, what composers, um, what artists, you know, that we celebrate and stuff. But a lot more needs to be done and not just to try to make up for past demands, but because there's so much great music that's being overlooked, really. That's true. And it's the same thing, just like with the racism that's prevalent, there's the sexism where it's just assumed that only men can do this, and it's just not the case. And, not, and I'm not just talking about singers, which is one area that, that women probably have gotten their due. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, pa pianists, I mean, just, just Mary Lou Williams alone, the impact that she's <laughs> made on this music, you know, and, and, and the other great pianists that came after her and stuff needs to be celebrated. And it is. It's starting to be done, which is great. Yeah, it's a very important thing. Yep. That takes us to number four and that... Number five. Number five? Yeah. Have we already gotten to number five? I think so. One, two, three, four. Yep. I I think you skipped. Do, do we do improv-based music yet? Because that's what I'm about oh, no, to do. Oh, no, we didn't. Oh, I'm jumping See out. What I'm okay, saying? jump in there. So number four. It's seven <laughs> key facts, man, not, not six. <laughs> trying to skip uh, ahead. Well, our number four is that jazz is an improv-based music. This is a fact that can't be stressed enough. Um, this is a music that is handed down, and it's, it's made up on the spot. The, the majority of the playing of the content of the music is improvised and that is something that's very, very unique. And, you know, it probably couldn't have happened um, and caught on before the invention of, of the record, in, of recordings, um, because there's no way to pass it down until you can record it and then, right. you know, it gets to a mass audience. That's, right. that's what probably, you know, apparently, like, there were some classical musicians who were great improvisers. There were folk musicians who were great improvisers before the advent of, you know, recording, right. audio recording. Um, but you would never know. Well, I think we screwed up here, so I, I got to add in a 4.5 then because I oh, think on, that dude. just – well, another key fact I'm thinking to add in okay, okay. would be the, the, the huge influence that improvisation – I mean that recordings had on the, the rapid development of this music. That's true. You know, and that was another kind of timing thing. It could only happen because of the timing. Uh, of when it was and, and the advent of recording stuff. But that's okay. We slipped it in there. <laughs> so now we're definitely you, on number... You slipped <laughs> it in there. <laughs> well, we're definitely on number five now, right? Yeah, this is number five. Okay, sure. yeah, so yeah. key fact. This music started out as dance music. It's pure and simple, right? That you is know? a fact that needs to be iterated a little bit more. I think we could say hashtag fact. On that, <laughs> hashtag right? fact, yeah. And, and it's still a big part of the music. And, and, and some would say now I'm going to get more into opinion than fact, but that... 
the further we stray from those origins, the, 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 the more disconnect we have with what this music of jazz actually is. Um, but that's definitely where it started. I mean, it was danced to, so that implied, it didn't imply, it necessitated a certain rhythmic feel and groove that would always have to be there. And I think that you, it's still there. I mean, it's fine that it's changed and added in different grooves, but I, you know, not to be a snob, that was the last episode, <laughs> but I think that if you lose any kind of sense of groove or danceability on some level, you're, you're really losing, you better not lose it for long, you know, because you're going to lose your connection with the music and the audience. Yeah, I just feel like it's a shame if you don't have that yeah. because it's such a it's such a great thing that this music can do that not all music can do. Yep, and that's to have that rhythmic element, that that dance within the music. Even I mean, it's so great. That's cool. that's a very good one. Um, so this takes us to number six, and this kind of goes hand in hand with the the improv based one, but it's a little bit different, and that's that this music is passed on. Orally, not orally, orally. Right, right. <laughs> it's passed on from player to listener. It's not so much passed on um, by by notation, by writing it out. I mean, it has been for sure. Yeah, and you that's can, a small part. of It's it, a though. very, very small. It's part not a of dominant. It. The part. tradition of this music is that it's been handed down from a player who plays something for someone, and that someone, you know, learns it by ear. And then the tradition continues. I think it's a huge part of the music, actually. Yeah. And I think that it's how it's developed in the way it's developed. It, it wouldn't be the same if it had been written out from the get-go. Well, and it ties in with what we talked about on 4.5 in that the advent of the recording technology and, and the information orally being able to be passed around, um, even not in real time, you know, asynchronous, asynchronously. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Um, so... That was such a big part of how it started to be passed along. So you look at classical music. Had there been recordings at that time, it would have been probably passed around more by sound. But the written page became so important because that's the only way you could get it to another country or something. Totally. Um, and I think that the part of this of what you're what you're bringing up here is this of this key fact is also being passed from musician to musician on the live gig. You're hearing something, you're imitating, you're influenced by that sound in terms of the improvisation or the stylistic elements. And I'm thinking in particular about how you'd have the you know Texas tenor sound and stuff. And you right. had to hear that right. pretty much live to really get right. in on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that brings us to number seven. Sweet. Okay. Now we finally got our numbers straight. At least we're ending. <laughs> yeah, if you don't know where you're coming from, how do you know where you're going? I like this one. This has been a good one. We've taken like some hard lines on things. I'm, that's I'm, I'm right. Down. That's right. I mean, key facts, man. Key facts. Mark man. asked for it. Yeah. So this is that now jazz music is international music. I know we started saying it was the origins were New Orleans and that it's African-American, black American music, and that is the origins. But I would say now... You know, my opinion on this is that any kind of art form, once it once it elevates to a certain level, it becomes it becomes the the world's the world owns it. All the people in the world, all of humanity owns it as it should. You know, nobody owns it anymore when something becomes great. And that's the beauty. Uh, and I think that where any kind of art can really elevate humanity in such a very special way and why people are attracted to and look, it's not about jazz is the greatest ever. No, this is just another great side of humans. I mean, it's very easy for us to look at low points in humans and movements and, yeah. and, and things like that. But it's fun to look at some high points. And you look at you know most everything, if not everything, related around jazz. Actually, the music elevates people. I mean, it puts a smile on people's face. You know, you dance to it. It, it you know, it it um, 
it makes people I, I believe it elongates people's lives because they're happy to hear it they live for it you know i mean this is if, if you get into it so what happens is it's it's something so great i mean it's i don't think it's that different than like you know italian food you know we look at spaghetti or something that you know everyone can learn how to do it and some are like no one can do it like you can do it there right but you can yeah, and, yeah. and i mean i think the italians are so so great because they are you know they've created this amazing culture i mean not just spaghetti obviously there's opera and <laughs> <laughs> architecture you know uh, astronomy you know that's certainly a bastion of culture there but i mean I, italians have never been ones to like try to keep it within their borders so right, right, it, right. The, the whole world owns it which is a beautiful thing and it's the same thing with jazz. And we've talked about this before that it's just, you know, it's this magical form that was created in this, you know, f- uh, fortunate time in this fortunate place uh, by these people who, who were geniuses at, at creating this form and this rhythm and this feel and these, you know, sounds. And, and we're very lucky to have it. And, uh, and now you're right. It's, it's gone worldwide as it, as anything good will. Inevitably. Yeah, and yeah. so you see that with the audiences are really truly worldwide. You see that with the musicians and the level of, mu- of, of great jazz mu- musicians all around the world. Um, and then even if you add on to that, I mean, you still have, like, New York City is still the center of jazz in terms of players. Like, and then you have a lot of other places, obviously, that, that, that bring people in. But because of New York being just so outsized, like, like, like it is for many things, that sucks off a lot of the really good players from around the world. Right. So sometimes people will be like, oh, well, you know, in such and such, in, in, in this part of Spain, there's not that many good players. Well, there are also a bunch of them are in New York. We have that same problem in St. Louis. You know, a lot of the good players, you go to where the work is, you go to where the other musicians is. But now you're seeing, you know, a nice infrastructure really around the world. It's pretty amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks again, Mark, for your two questions. Keep them coming. This is really fun. That's right. And, uh, you know, if you have any other questions, you'll hear it. Thanks for listening to this episode of the You'll Hear It podcast. You can go to you'llhearit.com to get more information, submit a question, or just say hello. Wait, you can do that? Absolutely. All right. And if you like what you heard, please leave a review and a rating below. Thanks. Thanks.